Aaron Rodgers chose the Jets, and that has been on dis- White shirt is your friend on two fronts. The white shirt in the summertime is the fat man's friend. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it, and the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. High quality H2O right there. And Eric Fry. So I'll pull up and be like, I get a loud sweet tea. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. up everybody welcome in welcome to another edition of the uh, starting a lineup it's a friday edition of the uh, starting lineup travis sparks eric fry hanging out with you for the next hour here on espn radio and coming up uh, for the uh, next hour we got some uh, good uh, sports to uh, talk about we are all football centric here today as we got high school football some of the playoff matchups uh, kick off uh, tonight including the uh, Cumberland uh, Pirates that Eric's going to be at in uh, Casey and he's got the coverage over there on WCRA this evening so we'll talk about that matchup and of course we'll hit up on all the other local matchups as well and uh, the matchups tomorrow as well including the FEM Hearts in action with a rematch against Mount Zion and myself and Dominic will be there covering the game in Mount Zion and so we'll talk about that as well and of course we got to get to a pick'em as well yeah for the playoff edition of pickups, so that is always exciting to add all those extra games, and I think we're having a different wrinkle as well. I oh think. yeah, yeah, it's so gonna be fun. Stick around for that, and we'll get to that end of the uh, podcast. And we also got NASCAR and NASCAR pickup as well. Only got a couple more races left in the NASCAR season. That's coming down to the wire. Our pickup game. And so we'll do that in the uh, podcast as well. We'll also hit up on uh, some uh, local sports that don't involve uh, football. A lot of volleyball regionals as well. We'll get you set for the uh, regional championships that happened last night and those teams that advanced to uh, Monday's sectional semifinals as well. And we'll also uh, be getting you set for cross country as well as their sectionals will take place uh, tomorrow as well. And of course, tonight is game number one of the Fall Classic. The World Series gets underway this evening. The Diamondbacks there in Texas at the Rangers' place. And it should be a, a good one for game one. Uh, tonight, I think it's uh, Gallon versus Avaldi going you know, tonight for game one of the uh, Fall Classic there in uh, Texas. Finally, that uh, stadium who uh, hosted the, the COVID. World Series mm-hmm. are going to have to actually have a full capacity fans there. So that'll be nice to see and a hometown advantage there for Texas. So 
Uh, we'll be uh, talking about that game number one. And, of course, uh, no Illini game for football-wise uh, tomorrow, but coming up after us, immediately following us, is a sports spectacular powered by uh, the Illini guys. We'll talk about that bye week, of course, important on a bye week for college coaches. They're on the recruiting trail, and that's where uh, Coach Bielema is shifting his focus to this week, as well as we got an Illini basketball game on a Sunday it's the big one. It's the big scrimmage against uh, Kansas. We had one in the dark of midnight last year, and I think Illinois won, or, you know, who, who you talk to. Uh, it was kind of uh, under the radar type of scrimmage. This time it's no secret. It's Coach Self coming back to uh, Champaign on a Sunday, and it's all for charity, all for Maui, and they're going to be raising funds. All proceeds will be going to uh, Maui, supporting those wildfires that happened over there. So, Good for a good cause, Coach Self coming back to uh, Champagne. So we might even hit up on that as well. And, of course, it's the NFL weekend as well. So we'll hit up on uh, some of the NFL matchups uh, this weekend on Sunday, including the game last night as well. Bills may not be sunk yet, even though it was closer than it probably should have been. And, hey, as if uh, Godwin would have just looked at the ball, mm-hmm. Buccaneers would have won the game yep. on the Hail Mary there at the very end. So uh, we'll talk about that as well. So uh, we got a lot to cover here today. And uh, thanks goes out to McMahon Meats, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and uh, Totopolis State Bank for sponsoring the starting lineup. All right. So without further ado, we got all the pleasantries out of the way. And i tell you what's going on. We need to start this show off. And it's a little segment we call First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And of course, there's no bigger story than the football games in the IHSA around a number one of high school football. We got a couple of games kicking off tonight, particularly into the area as well. But let's focus on here first the game at hand tonight at 7 o'clock over on WCRA. That's the Cumberland Pirates. They got tripped up a couple weeks ago against mm-hmm. Nokomis, but they officially clinched with their six win and improve their seating a little bit rather than just uh, staying put at four at uh, five and four and so uh, they drew with the uh, KZ Westfield Warriors who KZ comes in impressive eight and one this season they've been impressive all season long on the defensive side of the ball and uh, we'll see what happens tonight with this old school rivalry renewed old a little line eye conference rivals here between Cumberland and Casey tonight at 7 o'clock. Yeah, and as you heard Coach say in the interview from earlier this week, you know, a lot of the kids don't realize the rivalry. Sure. It's been so long yeah. since the two teams squared off. But uh, the last time these two play, teams played, Travis, was back in uh, 2011, I believe, and Casey got the win over Cumberland 60-8. to mm-hmm. So it was pretty embarrassing. It was, 20, it was 2013. 2013, thank you. Yep. Uh, I knew you would have it. <laughs> so uh, this is you know, going to be such a, a an interesting clash. Now you throw in the unknown of the weather sure. and what this weather could possibly bring. Can the Cumberland offense keep up with Casey? Can they muster through that Casey defense, which we've, you know, I've sat here and lauded all year and said how great of a defense it is. Mm-hmm. Can the Pirates 
figure out a way to score on this KZ defense. That is the matchup. That yeah. is going to be the thing. You know, KZ, talking with Coach, they like to run the football as well. They've had some turnover issues as well, just like the Pirates have. So, you know, these are two teams that are very similar. I think KZ may be a little more physical, a little bigger than the Cumberland Pirates are, uh, specifically up front. I look at that to be a difference maker. But can the Pirates get the ball moving on offense? That is going to be the question mark of tonight's game, and that's going to be what decides this game. And I think this is going to be a a really, really good game um, that I think could be close. Yeah, it's kind of uh, ironic that it's an old-school rivalry because I think this could be old-school football mm-hmm. as well. KZ, they want to run the football, and they've been on the back of Connor Sullivan offensively all season long. He has almost 1,200 rushing yards this season and has found the end zone 21 times as well. So that's obviously going to be uh, the person to stop in the backfield for the uh, Warriors, and of course we know uh, what Blake McMeekin can do on the other side uh, for mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Carmelo Pirates, so that's going to be the guy to uh, focus in on and key in on uh, for the Pirates if you're the Warriors' defense tonight. But with that being said, Travis, the past couple of weeks we've seen the Pirates using that pass. We've right. seen Olmstead doing a much better job of trying to spread it around, trying to spread the ball around, trusting his receivers, trying to get some of those receivers open to mm-hmm. set up either a McMeekin run or Olmstead running. Olmstead's sure. been doing a great job running that football as well as the season's gone on. So you look at Casey, you know, we talked about their defense and, you know, all the, the, the shutouts they have. But, you know, you look at it, yes, over playoff teams, Travis, they won 26 nothing over Red Hill to start the season, mm-hmm. 14 nothing over Lawrenceville. They lost to Mount Carmel, gave up 23 points, and then they gave up 20 points to Paris. Those were in two of their last three weeks. They gave up 20 to Paris, 23 to Mount Carmel. So mm-hmm. the defense, when faced with good competition, has had some issues. Sure. So I think this is going to be, you know, and you saw that Mount Carmel offense yourself firsthand. Mm-hmm. Were they more of a passing team? Yeah, I would think so. I think they're more suited for the pass. So I think that possibly if the Pirates can line up and pass the ball around and try to spread that defense out, they may have some success. Again, the factor tonight will be the weather. Sure. And, you know, that's something that everybody is going to be uh, dealing with uh, tonight. Uh, Currently, the uh, forecast calls for 60% chances of uh, showers and thunderstorms before 1 a.m. Yep. So, and also going to be a low of 48 mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, it seems like that it's perfect timing for postseason football. It's perfect timing for the rushing attack uh, as well to uh, come through and shine through. Here's tonight. here's the one thing about this matchup, Travis, and, and I'm going to say this, and that is I don't feel that the Pirates can afford to get in a shootout with Casey. Mm-hmm. Carmel has to come out and have a strong first quarter. They have to weather the emotional storm of Casey mm-hmm. because you know it's coming. Right. Especially being there in Casey, you know that that crowd is going to give you everything they've got. Sure. And so I think that if the Pirates can weather that first storm, you know, be be either down by a couple or possibly even ahead, uh, if possible after that first quarter you'll be in a much better place. But I, I don't think you can 
you can't afford to get into a place, especially Travis. This is the first home playoff game for Casey since 2014 season. Right. Yeah. So I was going to say it's been a while. So they're going to be loud. That mm. Casey community is going to show up. Yeah. And you have to be prepared for that for as Cumberland because right. that is going to be the loudest, most ruckus environment you have been in this season. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, what I like for the Pirates is that the game isn't too far away. These two communities are fairly close, like 20 minutes apart, mm-hmm. if that. Uh, so that's going to be uh, great for a playoff. One of the shorter drives in all of the state. You probably won't see that until you're up in like the Chicago area yeah. of how close these two schools are for uh, this game. So I think that's going to help the Pirates for traveling purposes because mm-hmm. there's a long drives. Uh, here for not just on tonight, but on Saturday as well. But uh, that's the last time, really, Casey. They that's the last time they were out of the first round mm-hmm. was in uh, 2014, and uh, you know 2019 they lost in the opening round to Athens. 2021 they lost to Cesar in the opening round. So uh, they're trying to get back there. And you know previously before that, that was kind of I don't want to say the dynasty years, but that was when they were consistently getting into the third round semifinals and whatnot uh, there. So it should be fun tonight. And you can hear over on WCRA this evening. Looking forward to it. And on the FEM radio app as well. And uh, that is 99.5, 1077, 1090 AM or on the stream over there on WCRA Pirates versus Warriors tonight at uh, 7 o'clock. And then uh, tomorrow uh, afternoon at 2.30 will be the FEM game, and it will be FEM versus uh, Mount Zion. And FEM just a couple weeks ago uh, beat Mount Zion 21-14, as uh, FEM has been uh, talked about and what Coach Heff has uh, said uh, with other uh, that you heard a couple of days ago mm-hmm. on, here on the pod was that uh, they've had their FEM's had their back against the wall for the last two weeks. They've had to win, and sure enough, uh, they have. So they've been kind of in playoff mode for the last couple weeks here. So I think that's good for the Hearts. But uh, as I'm going along and as I was doing prep for the show today, I'm a little nervous, I say, about this game because I don't know exactly what to expect here tomorrow because, you know, FEM and Coach F said that they've had the formula for beating Mount Zion and they know what it takes, but it's just going out and executing. That game plan is going to be the same as it was two weeks ago. FEM dominating the point of attack, dominating the line of scrimmage on both offense and defense. Or is this going to be a completely different story with uh, Mount Zion in their home uh, stadium and the home field advantage that the Braves have uh, there and the motivation that it's fresh. Week 8, it just happened two weeks ago. It's fresh, Travis, and not only that, in this game, Mount Zion has more to play for than in that other game. Yeah. That other game, they'd already lost the conference because they lost to Muhammad the week before. They had, you know, what else were they playing for besides besides wins, which you always want to get? But FEM on that night had a lot, lot more to play for than Mount Zion on that night two weeks sure. ago. And that's a, that's a fair point. You know, it meant everything yes. for FEM to yes, win. Yes, because a loss and, there, your season's over. You yeah. know you're not making the postseason. Mount Zion, it didn't mean It didn't mean much. anything. Now yeah. it means a, a, a whole lot more. It does. And, again, it's so hard to beat a team twice in a season, especially so close to playing them. Mm-hmm. It's e- you know it's easier, I would think, to beat a team week one and then try to come back in week ten and beat them because right, you, there's enough time has gone in between. Yeah. 
But, you know, you you were mentioning, you know, what kind of game is this going to be? And I think for Effingham's sake, it can't be the same strategy they had. Because Mount Zion knows that strategy. Mount Zion knows that. They know they got beat by doing that same thing. Mm-hmm. So if you don't think Mount Zion has worked on trying to stop what Effingham was successful doing last time, of course they have. That's what they've spent all week doing. Right. So you got to come out with something different. Mm-hmm. You know, we're looking at plan, you know, D, E, and F, be prepared. But also maybe B, if D, E, and F don't work, we'll go back to B and really switch them up. Like, I don't know what kind of game this is going to be. And I don't know, on the uh, other side, what Effingham team is going to show up. Is it going to be the team that beat Mount Zion and held Charleston to a close game that, in all likelihood, as you said, should have won, and the team that put up 61 last week against Centralia? Or is it going to be the one that lost late to Mount Carmel and lost to Breeze Modern Day and got, you know, destroyed by Breeze? Right. Which one is going to show up? Yeah, I think as we've uh, gone along, yeah, that they've had some early struggles of kind of uh, finding their groove and whatnot since that Modern Day game and I mean, even when they got blown out by uh, Muhammad Seymour, they've seemed to flip the switch, and it hasn't been a problem uh, what it was early in the season. So I think they've put those problems behind them. And, uh, you know, I think they're a different team than they were back back when they played Modern Day and Mount Carmel and whatnot. So uh, I'm not as much worried about that. The only thing I'm saying, Travis, is that Effingham this season is 2-4 and four against playoff teams. Hmm. Yeah. That's not that great of a record. Now, on the flip side, Mount Zion is, let's see here, two, three. They're three and two. Mm. So, you know, with the seven-point loss to FKM, and they lost 26-7 to seven to moder- uh, Muhammad Seymour. Sure. So, could you say FKM? Played maybe a tougher schedule, but, F- I mean, I Mount so, Zion yeah. – Destroyed Breeze Modern Day. Yeah, they did. In week nine. Yeah. A team that Effingham beat, uh, lost to. Lost to, right. So if you use transitive property. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the transitive property works out when you actually beat the team head to head and whatnot, but then lost to the team that they just beat. So I think they all kind of offset each other there. Effingham uh, is going to have to play a nearly perfect game, I feel, Travis. Right. Because that emotion that they had on senior night Mm -hmm. to keep the season alive is not going to be there. Right. And, again, weather is an X factor. Yeah, you know, right now it's like 40% chances of rain after 1 o'clock in Mount Zion. Uh, The thing about it, high of 54 as well, so it's going to be a little chilly out there mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow there in Mount Zion, and I also think the change of venue will help as well. And uh, Mount Zion just got weapons all over the place. They got a Trimble, of course, who just picked up that offer from uh, the Illini, and yep. he was kind of a, a non-factor on the game uh, two weeks ago. Uh, so I would expect him to be more involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, you stop him. You got McAtee, you got Harvey, and J.C. Anderson as well talented team over there offensively for uh, Mount Zion and they'll try to not have a history repeat themselves just two weeks ago uh, and that'll be at 2.30 over on a Jack FM tomorrow afternoon and Dominic and I will be there in Mount Zion basically in Decatur there 
Uh, tomorrow should be fun of a rematch of two weeks ago. They do have some uh, playoff history. In 2011, Mount Zion squared off with FEM, and it was in Mount Zion there. And uh, Mount Zion won 28-0 over the Hearts, and FEM won the regular season matchup that year by a point. And then uh, they also squared off all the way back in 1983, and Mount Zion pulled off the win then as well so uh do have a little history between these apollo teams mm-hmm. like i mentioned with coach f this is both good and bad uh, you don't have to do as extensive research as you would with a normal opponent that you're not familiar with but the opponent is also familiar with you as well so double-edged sword uh there but we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow afternoon with the hearts and the braves either way when these two two teams get together it should be fun and it should be really entertaining tomorrow afternoon and when we come back we'll take a look at the other high school matchups got some interesting uh, nuggets to unleash here as we uh, preview the uh, games from around the area mm-hmm. in around one so stick around here on the starting lineup from the 98.9 the game studios the starting lineup we'll be right back live and unrehearsed this is Lucas Kroenim with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together we can save lives. It's Black Friday now at Roll King with big deals you won't want to miss. Like this week's Rudy Special, 450 off CCI Blazer Brass Ammo, now $11.49. Save 20 bucks on a Mr. Heater Portable Buddy Heater, now $69.99. And this one's for the birds. Take $2 off Black Oil Sunflower Seeds, now $19.99. Shop Black Friday now for unbeatable deals while they last at RollKing.com or your neighborhood Roll King, America's farm and home store. Get ready for the Fall Tire Sales Event, happening now through November 30th at Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota in Effingham. Don't miss out on savings up to $120 on select tires. Whether you're gearing up for the changing seasons or just need a fresh set of wheels, now's the time to get the best deals on quality tires, plus a free lifetime tire rotation plan. It's the Fall Tire Sales Event. Your road to savings start here at Dan Heck Chevrolet Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham, online at danheck.com. At the Home Depot, Saturdays are about two things. Easy cleanup with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus Whisper Series Leaf Blower. And football. That's right, Reese Davis. With variable speed, it has the power for when you really need it and just the right amount when you don't. And the OnePlus battery platform means you go from yard work to DIY in just a click so you can get projects done faster. Which means more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Ryobi and the Home Depot. How doers get more done. If you're just tuning in, this is Fan 23, Fansville's number one sports radio station. Brought to you by Tasty Dr. Pepper. We are settling the great debate, best third quarter snack, hot dogs or nachos? You know my mantra, Doug. Uh, yes. Meaty early, early, cheesy, cheesy late. late. Well, it looks like we have a caller here to weigh in. Is this Chuck? Popcorn in the third is the move. What? You go with passive snacking after halftime. No, it's nachos. Look, as long as there's an ice cold Dr. Pepper there to wash it down, I'm good with either. Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. Missouri hosts South Carolina tomorrow in the battle for the Mayor's Cup trophy. Tigers enter at four and five, while the Gamecocks are five and four. Who really 
kind of cares about that game. Uh, Carson Wentz was down with the sickness as he's dealing with an illness as Indy will host the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. The starting lineup. Welcome back in uh, to the starting lineup on 98.9 and the game. I thought that right was a there. good one. I mean, uh, that one was was definitely uh, noteworthy. I I definitely wrote that down to uh, save that one for a future bumper. On 98.9 The Game. Back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98 on the game ESPN Radio. We'll continue with the high school football theme and look at the uh, round one uh, matchups from elsewhere around uh, the area. And we'll continue in uh, class 1A. The uh, 13th seed uh, Tuscola, they come in here at 5 and 4, just put up 80 on Oblong to get here and they got to make the long trek to Belleville and they're taking on the four seed of Belleville Altoff Catholic who comes in at eight and one on the season this game will be a Saturday at three o'clock a Belleville team that a lot of people predict could win the state championship yeah kind of a sneaky pick yes. there in the four seed yes uh, there. so good luck to you Tuscola uh, all tough Catholic. They lost in round three last year to Johnston City, and of course they upset Shelbyville along the way. And another one of those teams I will talk about with the Arthur matchup that's kind of funky with their enrollment and how they do that with uh, private schools and mm-hmm. the success factor and the multiplier and whatnot. Historically, they've actually been in 4A, and then uh, last year they were in a 2A, and now they're in 1A mm. with the uh, success factor or multiplier or whatever. I don't know how exactly. It's a complicated formula uh, it that it all works, but I don't know how a 4A team, 5A team with some of their enrollment – can be used at that, but then they can be bumped down all the way to 1A now. So uh, Tuscola actually has some history on their side. So when Tuscola is making the playoffs, the last time that they didn't make out of the least the first round was 2013-2014 when they lost in the opening round to Moreau Forsyth. And that year they were also 5-4 and and then fair to well for the Warriors uh, there. And uh, then some other information on uh, Belleville is that they play an independent schedule and their only loss of the season was to a Missouri team uh, in week four of Fallon St. Dominic 34 to uh, 19 there tomorrow afternoon. Uh, the 12th seed of Villa Grove, uh, they are six and uh, three coming in a pretty hot five straight wins for Coach Wilson and uh, VG to close out the regular season. And this is back-to-back seasons now that they finished at a six and a three. And both times they are 12 seeds. They'll be making the, about an hour trek to uh, Leroy, who's the five seed. They come in at eight and one. And this game will be on Saturday at one o'clock. Villa Grove, they do not have history on their side. Four straight times they've made the playoffs and four straight first-round exits mm-hmm. as well and haven't made it to the at least the second round since 2015 when they beat Johnston City in the opening round, then lost to mm-hmm. Auburn there. Leroy, they last made the playoffs in 2018, and they were 5-4 and four that year, and they lost to a Chicago Orr. That year, they only lost the season. It came two weeks ago to a Gibson City Melvin Shibley, and that was by an eight to six final score. 
and uh, also a playoff team that they faced uh, that they had there with GCMS and a total of four playoff teams that they've played along the way for Leroy today. But I kind of like how Villagrove is playing uh, right now. They're playing some good football. They sure are. I just, the, the, the DAC is a, the, 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 the deck, deck is stacked against them, yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, so uh, another LPC team, number 14 seed, Nokomis. They come in here at 5-4. and four. They'll be traveling to a Greenfield Northwestern who comes in undefeated in the regular season at 9-0 and as the three seed. And this game will be on Saturday at 2 o'clock. And Nokomis, after losing to Arthur and Sullivan, they won against Cumberland. And then last week they won to Sagamon Valley to get here at 5-4. and four. And uh, two years ago, they lost in the opening round to uh, Central A&M uh, there, 14-6. And also, Nokomis, 3-17 and all-time in school history in their postseason history. Haven't made it out of the first round since 2006 mm. when they made the playoffs. Best of luck to you, Nokomis. As someone who's been to Greenfield and knows that environment, that's a tough place to play. And uh, they have been really tough this season, obviously, going undefeated. They're the Western Illinois Valley South champions. Maybe four other playoff teams, and they've been outscoring opponents 380 to 90 this year. And I have to bring it up, but uh, Greenfield last year beat yep. Cumberland in round two yep. and then lost to Camp Point Central in the next round. And, the far, and that was the farthest they've gone since 2007 last year. So we'll see what they do against another mm-hmm. LPC team mm-hmm. in Nokomis in a class two. Oh, well, before you got a one, a you've got Red Hill. Red Hill takes on Camp Point Central. I always forget. Uh, that Hill. is uh, 16 versus one. That'll be at two o'clock at, at Camp Point Central. Red Hill, good luck. <laughs> yes, for sure. Uh, difficult to play there at Camp Point Central. Oh, yeah, Camp Point Central is really good. Uh, in a Class 2A, we continue with the LPC theme here as the uh, 16 seed of Quincy Notre Dame. They're one of those four and five teams that got in, and they'll be traveling to Arthur tomorrow at 1 o'clock to take on the LPC champions and undefeated for the first time since 2004 in the regular season, the number one seed, Arthur Lovington, Atwood, Hammond, and Knights. And we talked with Coach Jefferson earlier in the week. And, again, one of those teams that have a funky enrollment, they're usually in 4A, but because of the success factor of not winning a postseason game for two years, they play at their lower enrollment. And so that's why they're here in a 2A and they play an independent schedule. Mm-hmm. Five Missouri teams on their schedule that they played this season. So yep. uh, that has been in other areas across the state has been a popular uh, team to look out for uh, as a 16 to possibly make the upset here. But yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I've seen a lot of people saying that they're scared of them, that this is a, a tough matchup for Arthur, and they drew the short straw. But you, Man, I tell you. You look at the, the schedule, Travis, and – Quincy Notre Dame got blown up by Quincy Senior, who's nine and zero. Got blown up by Richmond Burton, who's seven and two. Got blown up by Muhammad Seymour, who is seven and two. They lost to two Indiana schools or Missouri schools, who are seven and two and nine and zero. Their wins are over St. Louis Life for Life, Lift for Life Academy, who's five and four. They beat Decatur St. Teresa, who we know was not good this year. No. They beat St. Louis uh, Sumner, who's zero and nine. And they beat St. Louis Burroughs four to five, or who's four and five. Travis, they didn't beat a single playoff team. Yeah, they lost fair. to all their games against playoff teams, whether in Illinois or Missouri, didn't matter. Right. So, I don't. I, I think it's a lot of hype. Now you could say yes, but they played bigger schools. 
Every team the they thing. played was bigger than them. And I'll say to that, all right, I'll give you that much. But does it translate? Mm-hmm. That's going to be the question. Right, yeah. And, I mean, people have been doubting Arthur all season long. So uh, we'll see on Saturday. I think they can uh, continue their uh, great efforts. And uh, the furthest that they've gone was also in 2004. Uh, they lost in the semifinals to a Stockton uh, that that year and last year they upset Vandalia. I don't know if it was an upset, but they beat Vandalia in the opening round, but then lost the following uh, week to Johnston City. Uh, the nine seed at Pena, they're coming at six and three. They'll also take on a team that's six and three, the eight seed Nashville. And this game is going to be tomorrow at one o'clock. And yes, they do have history in the postseason and its recent history as well. 2021 in Nashville won 43 to 19 in the third round, and then previously in 2019 in Nashville again won 41 to 19 in the third round. So a little bit earlier meeting this time around, but they do have very familiar with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Pena, of course, they've had not their normal season at six and three, and in Nashville they just got done beating Shelbyville, so they're coming in uh, pretty hot as well. Uh, so that should be an interesting matchup there mm-hmm. into a 13 seed up highest. All they come in at five and four. They'll be traveling to the four seed Athens, who comes in at seven and two. This is going to be on Saturday at one o'clock. Piasol in a 2021, they made it, but then lost to a Ben 42 to nothing in the first round. And in fact, Piasol has never won a playoff game in postseason history. They are 0 and 11 in their school history. Mm. Athens last year they lost to Williamsville or. This year, they lost to uh, Williamsville and Amaroa Forsyth. And last year, they lost to a St. Teresa in the second round. And the, first, the furthest that they've ever gotten was 2019 when they lost in the semifinals to, of course, Central A&M that year. So good luck to uh, the uh, Birds mm-hmm. tomorrow. Hopefully, they get their first playoff win in school history. Uh, 15 seed Trenton Wesleyan, uh, they come in at 5 and 4. They'll be traveling to uh, Shelbyville Saturday at 1 o'clock. And the uh, two seed uh, Rams, we've talked to uh, Coach Duckett all season long. This is the big one of the motivation that's been all season long. Last year, Shelbyville had high aspirations, trying to get back to the semifinals uh, like all those years ago with Coach Duckett. But. They got upset. They fell down early, and they couldn't come back against all tough Catholics. So this is the one that's been driving them. Uh, do not get upset in the first round. Last week was a wake-up call against Nashville, taking the loss, losing the regular season, undefeated regular season, and after clinching the conference championship. Uh, so uh, Shelbyville, this is what they've been prepping for all season long, to not have a disappointment in the first round like last year. Uh, Trenton, they have basically beaten everyone that they should have on their schedule. Uh, they actually lost to Nashville in week three, 35-21. Uh, to uh, 21. But that was kind of early on in the season, so I don't know how much you can really compare that right. with the game that Shelbyville had to Nashville. And, in fact, Trenton Wesleyan is 1-7 in their postseason school history. The only year that they made it out of the first round was 2004, and they only made it into the second round. Uh, the 10th seed of Vandalia, they are 6 and a 3. Uh, they are traveling to the 7th seed of Lawrenceville, who comes in at 7 and 2, Saturday at 2 o'clock. Vandalia, they lost last week to Litchfield, so they lost an opportunity to possibly be the hosts of this game, so they're on the road. And last year in the first round, they got upset by Arthur, and Vandalia never made it past the third round 
there for the Vandals. And Lawrenceville has been a good year for them. Only losses have come to Casey and Mount Carmel. And uh, they lost the last time they were in the playoffs in 2021 in the opening round to Johnston City. And they're only 2-8 and eight in their postseason school history in 2014 and 2015. They made it to the second round. So we'll see what happens there with the Vandals and Indians tomorrow at 2 o'clock. The 11 seed Breeze Modern Day, 6-3. They are at the 6 seed Carmine Wild County, who comes in at 7-2 Saturday at 1 o'clock. Breeze Modern Day last week lost to Mount Zion, and they also lost to Breeze Central to their rival in week number two. And they also lost a couple or three weeks ago to Altoff Catholic. There in 2021, last time they were here in the playoffs, they lost to Decatur St. Teresa in the third round. And Carmine White County, last five times they've made the playoffs, they've lost in the opening round, including last year. They were blown out 48-8 against Athens. And Carmine White County plays in that tough Black Diamond conference as well. Only losses this season has come to Assessor and Johnston City. And that Johnston City game was just last week there. In Class 3A, the 13th seed of Ben comes in at 5-4. and four. They're traveling into the Snake Pit there in Mount Carmel. Number 4 seed of the Aces are 8-1 Saturday at 2 o'clock. Ben last year in the first round lost to Stanford Olympia. And I have to bring it up that in 2019, they lost to Effingham in the second round. And um, then uh, two years ago, they lost in the third round, 30-14 to 14 to Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. Mount Carmel last year, of course, they made it to the second round to Tolona Unity. And they lost two years ago in 2021 in the semis to Tolona Unity as well. Hopefully, they won't see a Tolona Unity for a while, but they will meet eventually if they want to get there, possibly. Uh, they would meet in the third round. But Tolono, a little bit of work to do with the Aces as well. Tolono is the nine seed this year. Uh, the uh, 12 seed, uh, Clinton, they're coming at 6-3. and three. They'll be traveling into uh, Sullivan as the five seed. Uh, Sullivan, 8-1 and one this season. This game's at Saturday at 1-30. And this is old CIC competitors going at it here in round one. Last season, Clinton won by eight in week nine, 28-20 there and i also saw on the news last night that uh clinton their starting quarterback mason walker he's not going to be playing in this game he's actually suspended for this game because apparently what i saw on the news that uh, there was like a scuffle Mm. last week and he went out on the field to break it up or to make sure his teammates didn't get involved or whatnot and he went on the field without a helmet Oh, can't do that. So he got suspended. Mm. The appeal was denied by the IHSA. So can't do that. Out for this game. And also uh, Clinton, the last playoff appearance was in 2019. And they're 0-8 in their postseason history. Of course, Sullivan is having one of their better seasons than they've had in a long time. Last appearance was in 2015. They lost to a Newton that year. And last year, of course, they would have made it. But they did not. And uh, the first round, the last, last time they made it past the first round was in 2001 for Sullivan mm. there. Um, and then we also have the 15th seed of Fairfield. They come in at 5-4. and four. They're traveling to the 2 seed of Greenville, who's South Central Conference champs. Come in undefeated regular season, 9-0, and 0, Saturday at 2 o'clock. Fairfield last year, they pulled off the upset against another South Central team, North Mac but then lost to a Pena in the second round. And in fact, the last four playoff appearances for the Mules, they've made it to the second round. 
So trying to continue that streak there. And they've actually been playing pretty well as of late. They started out the season 1-4. and four, So that means they're on a four-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Just to get here to the postseason. And uh, Greenville in 2021-2019, they lost in the first round. So they don't have a very recent success. Uh, but in 2018, they made it to the third round. And in 2014, that last time that they were conference champs and undefeated in the regular season, they stubbed their foot in the first round and yeah. lost. So, just saying, some history, not on the Comets side, on the Mules side, I would say. But I think Greenville's a different team than they were. Uh, number 10 seed, Litchfield, they come in at 6-3. and three. They're at the 7 seed. Stanford Olympia comes in at 7-2. and two. They are on a Saturday at 1 o'clock for the kickoff. Litchfield, what a turnaround they had. They were 1-8 and eight last year. This is the first time they've been in the postseason since 2005. And actually, this season, they started off 1-3. and three. So that means they've won five straight to get here. And they're 0-5 in playoff school history. And last year, uh, yeah, last year, Stanford Olympia lost to Williamsville in the third round. And this season, they lost to Athens and Maroa. Forsyth. Number 14 seed at Paris. So they come in at 5 and 4. They'll be traveling to a 9 and 0. 3 seed Roxana Saturday at a 3 o'clock. And Paris was actually 2 and 3 at one point this season. And so they are 3 and 1 in their last four to get here to the postseason. Uh, last time Paris made the playoffs in 2021, they upset Mount Zion and then lost to Rochester. And they are also 2 and 6 in their playoff school history. Roxana this season has been putting up the numbers 416 to 101. They've outscored opponents and they beat three other playoff teams along the way. Last year they lost in the second round to Prairie Central, who finished second, or actually their best finish was uh, second in 1987. There, and uh, I think we have one more matchup here in 3A: the 11 seed of Carlinville. They're six and three. They travel to St. Joe Ogden. Comes in at 7-2, Saturday at 2 o'clock. Carlinville, 1-2 in the first three weeks, but they've turned it around. They were 5-1 in the last six weeks of the season to continue their playoff streak. Last year, they lost to Williamsville in the opening round. St. Joe Ogden, their only losses came in week in back-to-back weeks in week 5-6 and six to Carterville and Bloomington Central Catholic. And last year, they lost to a Stanford Olympia in round two there. In Class 4A, this one's actually going to be tonight. The 16-seed Railers of Lincoln come in at 5-4. Of course, you know the story by now. They haven't made the playoffs since 1984, and they're going to be uh, traveling to the number one overall seed in the South, Rochester Rockets, who come in at 9-0 tonight at 7 o'clock. Good luck. Yes, and especially this is a rematch of three weeks ago. Rochester won that 55 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Oof. And Rochester, of course, is another impressive season. They outscored opponents 474 to 83 this season. Of course, Rochester made it to the semifinals last year, and they're a dynasty there in the Springfield area. Eight state titles since 2010 for the Rockets. By the way, you know how we complain about FEM Mount Zion being a conference rematch? Mm-hmm. This is as well. I would say, yeah, that is yep. as well. Uh, the 15 seed at Taylorville, they come in at five and four. They make the trip to uh, the two seed Murfreesboro, who comes in at eight and one. They just lost last week to uh, Decoin, and uh, this game's uh, tomorrow at three o'clock. Taylorville won last week against Bethalto Civic Memorial to get here, and Murfreesboro again lost that undefeated season in convincing fashion, 39 to seven against Decoin. 
Uh, and then uh, they did make it to the third round, uh, though, in their last playoff appearance to Sacred Heart Griffin last year, I believe, is when they lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 10 seed of Freeburg, they come in at 6-3. and three. They'll be making the trek to Charleston. It comes in here as the 7 seed, 7-2 seven on the season, tomorrow at 2 o'clock. And a Freeburg comes in this one, three-game win streak coming into the postseason. Their losses this season have come to Jerseyville, Bree Central, and Roxana. And in 2021, the last time they made it to the playoffs, they got to the third round. And, of course, you know the story about Charleston. Their last appearance was 2012. They lost in the second round to Rochester that year. And their only losses this season for the Trojans have come against the two other heavy hitters in the Apollo, Muhammad, and Mount Zion Mm -hmm. just three weeks ago. And they have back-to-back weeks to close out the regular season to get here for the Trojans. So, uh, good luck to them yes, tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then another one uh, tonight in a 5A. We got the 13 seed Troy Triad. It comes in at 6-3. and three. They're at the 4 seed Muhammad Seymour. And uh, Muhammad comes in at 7-2. and two, Three-time Apollo Conference champions. And they also have had back-to-back quarterfinal appearances trying to repeat that. Make another three-peat performance. Why not? Everything comes in threes with Muhammad apparently. And this game is at 7 o'clock tonight. And uh, these two actually have some playoff history. 2021, Muhammad won over Troy Triad in the second round. Mm. Last year, uh, Troy lost to Centralia in round one. And they do have some common opponents. Uh, They lost in week two to Mount Zion, the Troy Triad. And they also, head-scratching loss, they lost to Alton as well. And Alton was only 1-8 this season. And week three, they also uh, started out 1-2. And and they also uh, uh, lost to Highland as well so uh there's the information for troy triad and we'll be updating those on the website so check out the scores from these games as well as check out the cumberland game tonight over on wcra and the uh, hearts game tomorrow mm-hmm. afternoon over on jack fm yep all right uh, so we ran a little long in there but we'll come back talking about some uh, local sports that happened on the uh, volleyball world from uh, last night and the uh, sectional semifinals are set in uh, that sport coming up next here on the starting lineup from the 98.9 the game studios the starting lineup we'll be right back You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Fall is here, and that means falling leaves. At Eubinger's Furniture Company, that means it's time for falling prices. So hurry out to take advantage of these savings. I've slashed prices in all departments. And remember, at Eubinger's, we have free financing available for qualified buyers. So if new furniture or bedding is in your future, then now is the time to fall into these huge savings. Only at Eubinger's Furniture Company, where the deals are worth a drive. Highway 50 East, Flora. And now, Eric Fry Sports Center update. Chicago Alderman George Card- Cardenas, whatever, believes the city should take drastic measures to keep the Bears in the Windy City. The starting lineup. What was that 
Chicago Bears guy name there? Like, ah, who cares? George Card Cardenas. Cardenas. I don't know who that is. I was gonna say uh, I, the only George I know from Chicago, George Hallis. Yes, the it's only, only George that matters. Only one that matters. On ninety-eight nine, the game. Eric Fry Sports Center update. The Blues beat the Flames 3-0 in Calgary. St. Louis has won two of their last three. Blues are tied for fourth in the Central Division with seven points and a 3-2-1 record. They visit Vancouver tonight. St. Louis City SC kick off the first round of the MLS playoff with a match against Sporting KC City Park on Sunday. St. Louis had two wins and one loss against Sporting KC in the regular season. Sunday's match kicks off at 9 p.m. The Cardinals might be looking overseas to strengthen their bullpen this offseason. Yahoo Japan is reporting the Cardinals are interested in signing a left-handed reliever, Yoki Matsui. The 28-year-old has been in Nippon professional baseball for 10 seasons, racking up 236 career saves. Matsui is a free agent in the NPB, so the Cards wouldn't need to pay a posting fee to his old team in order to sign him. He went 2-3 and three with a 157 ERA and 39 saves with the Golden Eagles in 2023. Another Cardinals news, the team took five players off the 40-man roster yesterday. The Bulls go for their first one of the season when they host the Toronto Raptors at the United Center tonight. Chicago's 0-1 after getting crushed by Oklahoma City 124-104 in their home opener Wednesday night. Billy Donovan told reporters that the team held a players-only meeting after the loss to try to quickly right the ship. They'll see if that does the trick when tonight's game tips off at 7 o'clock and the Blackhawks try to snap their three-game losing streak as they visit the Golden Knights tonight. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center read. Let's take a look at uh, some uh, volleyball from uh, last night. Uh, the uh, regional champions as uh, in a Class 1A uh, St. Elmo Regional Championship went the way of uh, St. Anthony. They defeated uh, North Clay, uh, Clay uh, City. Uh, KZ Westfield Regional Championship. It was uh, Sarah Gordo over Oblong in uh, two sets. Okaw Valley Regional Championship. It was the uh, two seed of Windsor's Two Straws winning over the six seed Arcola in the two sets. Uh, Salt Fork Regional Championship. It was the number one seed uh, Judiah Christian over Villa Grove in a three set match. Villa Grove won the opening set, but uh, fell in set two and a three. Leroy Championship. It was the uh, five seed Leroy winning over the six seed Argenta in two sets. Vandalia Regional Championship in two A. The three seed uh, Shelbyville. Takes down the two-seed Hillsborough in a three-setter. East Altonwood River Regional Championship. It was the number one seed Staunton winning over the four-seed Carlinville in two sets. North Mac Regional Championship. It was the two-seed Pleasant Plains over the three-seed Athens in two sets. Clinton Regional Championship. It was a upset here. The six Deer Creek wins over the number one overall seed there. Downs Tri-Valley goes down in two sets there. Westville Regional Championship. It was the three-seed uh, Bismarck, Kenny, Rocheville, Anvil over the two-seed of Westville in two sets. Lawrenceville Regional Championship was the two-seed of Carmine, White County over the six-seed Newton in three sets. Hamilton County Regional Championship was the number one overall seed of Fairfield over the five-seed Mount Carmel. In two sets, Toledo Uni Regional Championship is the three seed of Champaign St. Thomas More over the two seed of Bloomington and Central Catholic in three sets. Class 3A Decatur Eisenhower Regional Championship, it was the one at Chatham Glenwood over the four seed of Mount Zion in two sets. Uh, Taylorville wins the Springfield Regional Championship over the three seed Rochester. In three sets, Normal University Regional Championship was Normal University, winning over the three seed of Muhammad Seymour in three sets. FEM wins their own regional, the FEM Regional Championship over Bethalto Civic Memorial 
in a three sets. Champagne Central Regional Championship went to the two seed Lincoln over Champagne and Central in two sets. Troy Triad Regional Championship, the five seed Salem upsets the number one seed Highland in three sets. Moving on to uh, sectionals on Monday. Junior high a girls of basketball from last night in a seventh and eighth grade action. Totopolis beat St. Anthony and uh, Totopolis won in the seventh grade game 48 to 7 and 32 to 12 in the eighth grade game. Also in the NTC a tournament there in Beecher City it was a single St. Michael winning over the four seed Altamont 38 to 9 and the two seed Stewartson Stralsburg Windsor over the three seed of North Clay 25-21 in a close one to set up the championship on a Saturday. Uh, morning with Sigel and Windsor, Sioux Charles Windsor. And we already told you about the uh, football games uh, tonight uh, and the consolation bracket tonight there in the 8th grade National Trail Conference Tournament. The ninth seed in Yoga against the 5-seed South Central at 6 o'clock and the 7-seed Brownstown St. Elmo take on the 6-seed at Cowden Herrick Beecher City at 7-15. And also we got some uh, sectional action tomorrow for cross country. So stay tuned to uh, the website. We'll post the results of those uh, matches and those results from the cross country meets uh, over the weekend over on our website, evmradio.com. Just click on our local sports tab there. All right, so we're up against the clock, and we need to talk about some World Series action that starts tonight. So that's what we're talking about to close out the show. We'll be right back to the starting lineup. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. And Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. And now... Eric Fry, Sports Center update. Former Indianapolis Colts linebacker Gary Brackett, the owner of the Stacked Pickle Sports Bar chain, has filed for bankruptcy protection. In the filing, all 10 of uh, Brackett's Stacked Pickle locations in Indiana and Ohio were forced to close after the pandemic. Brackett played for the Colts for his entire pro career from 2003 to 2011. He helped the team win Super Bowl 41 against the Chicago Bears. The starting lineup. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Starting off with the stacked pickle. The stacked pickle. How about yes. that? I've not been there. And I can't. I, I can't go now. Have not heard of it. Yeah. I, mean, I guess well, we can't go now. Nope. You'll never find out about we'll it. You'll never know. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. We're only here on 98.9 The Game. We're just a, a smidge a bit longer, but we got more stuff to uh, talk about in uh, the uh, podcast, including some uh, pick em action with high school football and NASCAR as well. But uh, starting uh, tonight, a fall classic, game number one of the World Series tonight. And it is the Diamondbacks there in Texas to take on the uh, Rangers. Again, it's a gallon versus Evaldi 
for game one of the World Series here tonight. So these two teams, again, chronicled two years ago, over 100 losses, both teams, and now they're here in the World Series to see who wins it all. And kind of unlikely both teams getting here, but they're here, and we'll see who takes game one tonight. And what makes it so interesting, Travis, is how these teams were built. You know, the Rangers, through free agency, spent $800 million, while the Diamondbacks, yeah. it was more of the draft. Oh, man. And <laughs> getting uh, choked up here, how both of these teams uh, made it here it is inspiring and inspirational that I kind of separate how they got here and uh, both got here in their own ways. Yeah, they did, you know, and uh, it, it's so cool to see. And, you know, it's a matchup of power versus speed. The Rangers third in home runs while the D-backs are 22nd. Even though they've been hitting a lot of them in this postseason, whereas mm -hmm. the Rangers are 27th in stolen bases. The eight, the uh, Diamondbacks are second. So uh, it should be a good one. Yeah, it should be a good one. I was trying to find out who was the favorites <laughs> to uh, take the uh, series. Uh, here, I would imagine the Rangers are favored just slightly. Well, at the start of the season, the, Texas was fifty to one to win entering the season, while Arizona was one twenty-five to one. Sure. First World Series since nineteen ninety-one, where both teams were at least fifty to one entering the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the uh, Rangers are favored one seventy-four to uh, take the series, and the Diamondbacks uh, plus one forty-eight to win. Popular pick is uh, Holdis Garcia. Who's uh, just had a monster postseason, yeah. a monster series against the Strohs to be the uh, MVP of the World Series. Uh, the leading Diamondbacks uh, person is uh, Kintel uh, Marte mm -hmm. at plus 800 to win the MVP. But that's not the favor, though. Corey Seager is actually the favorite to win the MVP. Um, he has just the most World Series experience. Right. So not surprising uh, there, but uh, we'll see you with uh, game one and then uh, game two will be uh, tomorrow. And I already know Kelly is going to be the starter for the uh, D-backs. And uh, right now the Rangers are undecided. My go was Scherzer, uh, but not sure. Only know that Avaldi uh, going tonight there. So 4-0 this postseason mm -hmm. is Nathan Avaldi for the uh, Rangers. So here we go. The uh, baseball season winding down. Fall Classic. And uh, game number one is tonight uh, there. And do we have coverage of that game? We do right here on 99 on the game. So, so 98 on the game. Tune in. Game one of the World Series this evening. We still got more stuff to uh, talk about in the uh, podcast. Uh, pick them. And we got some NFL coming at you in the uh, podcast as well. And an important day in this day in sports history as well coming up in the pod but coming up next here on espn radio is the sports spectacular powered by the illini guys so enjoy thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game